around the world, locally, with family and friends, House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you enjoy the viewing. Psalms 128. Psalms 128. The first chapter, the first verse of Psalms 128. The Bible says here, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walk in his way. Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his way. The word blessed here means to kneel in adoration and bless oneself. Now if I was to lift the word or the title off this page today, it would be Psalms of Life. The Psalms of Life. You know, God's Word talks about how in the book of Ephesians 5.19, it talks about how we're supposed to sing hymns and songs and praises to ourselves and play a melody within our heart for the Lord, making merry uh, melody in our heart for the Lord because these are the psalms of life and the word blessed here means to kneel in adoration in the Hebrew word the word blessed means barak b-a-r-a-k barak means blessed of God and it means to kneel in adoration so that one can be blessed uh, by their humbleness that can only come from their fearing of the Lord. Because the Bible says that if we fear, in this verse here, verse 128 of Psalms, it says that those that fear the Lord, it says that everyone shall be what? Blessed. So, if we fear God, will we not kneel to his adoration? Will, will we not do that if we fear God? Now, if we fear man, guess what? We'll, fear, we'll, we'll kneel to man. Right? But if we fear God, we will kneel in adoration to God. And not only that, but we will also walk in his what? In his ways. Now, when we look at the Psalms of life, we see here in uh, Psalms 128 that the heading on that is it's one of the Song of Degrees. Those of you that have your King James Bible, you'll see that above the heading there is a song of degrees, right? Now, there are 15 psalms of degrees in the Bible that runs from uh, Psalms 120 
to Psalms 134. <coughs> Those are the songs of degrees. Well, what are you talking about, the songs of degrees? Songs of degrees are songs or groups of songs that increase by height or measure in a positive direction. In a positive direction. And these songs of degrees are used for a journey to take us to a higher place in God. So look at the songs of degrees as being stair steps. Led Zeppelin put out a song a while back called Climbing the Stairway to Heaven. You see, now we thought that was just a rock song, you know, but what Led was trying, the group Led was trying to tell us is that there's an ascension to this thing, you see. See, they were far beyond church folk. They were so far beyond church folk that they were able to put out a song through the Spirit of God that said, we're climbing the stairway to heaven. Songs of degrees from one state of faith and glory to another state of faith and glory. So here the word of the Lord says here that these songs of degrees, there are 15 of them, and those of us that know how to count the numbers in the Bible, we know that 1 plus 5 equals 6, and 6 is the number of man. So these songs of degrees have everything to do with the journey that God has with man and the journey that man has with God. Because after all, we know that in Genesis 2, 7, how when God breathed the breath of life into man, man became a living soul. And we know that the Hebrew word for that soul there means he went on a journey. Now, when we go on this journey with God, we are not to stay at the same place or the same level. Understand me? So this is what God does. And I thank God for being God. Because this is what our Lord does. He created everything to show us who we are. Everything. All right? We're talking about the song of degrees. We're talking about an ascension. We're talking about from one level of faith to another level of faith. We're talking about from one level of glory to another level of glory. We ain't trying to stay the same. We're not into the church thing. We're not trying to say the thing. We're trying to climb the stairway to heaven. I'm trying to put the eternal vision of God in your mind. Too much church, not enough kingdom. We've got to have kingdom because this thing is about eternal life. People checking up out of here every day. Every day. And all of this stuff that we're wasting our time on, it ain't doing us no good if we don't have God. Because let me tell you something. You cannot take one penny with you but you can do a whole lot with those pennies if you trust in God and do the right thing with God. So, we're talking about this ascension, this growth process. God develops a baby that grows, ascends through degrees of growth into a man. From a man to an angel, and from an angel to a God. That's what it's all about. It's biblical. You may not know it, but I know it. Because I know what's in the book. So, it's called Songs of Degree. Elevation. From a seed to a baby. From a baby to a man. 
from a man to an angel, from an angel to a God. Amen? That's word. Now, sound like songs of degrees. You see what I'm saying? So, what does God do? He shows us the spiritual evolutionary stage of us. You know, same with a tree. From a seed to a seedling, from a seedling to a tree. Same thing. From the morning to the noon, from noon to the evening to the dark. Same thing. See, everything is developed in the song of degree. Everything. Everything. He, he, six days it took him to create. On the first day, second day, something else came all the way up until songs of degrees. Everything, church, is involved in this spiritual anatomy of the songs of degrees, going from one level to another level. We don't want to stay the same, church. You see, that's why when we catch this stuff, we got to make sure that we fight hard. That's what I was telling you last night, Pastor, about the word that you gave last week. It's been on my mind all week long. You see, see, I have to fight with me. I bet you, do you have to fight with you? That's your biggest one that you got to fight with, right? But you like to say it's the devil. But you the devil. Because you are your worst enemy. The devil ain't your worst enemy. You are when you allow the devil to do what he wants to to you. It's the same with me, right? It's the same thing. Come on. Ain't no different. So when we talk about the enemy... We're the enemy to ourselves until we learn how to be friends with ourselves. It's easier to be an enemy to yourself than it is to be a friend to yourself. Well, why would it be like that? Because of our sin nature. Because of nature. You see, 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 sin has demoralized all of us. That's why one can't talk about the other. Because we're all jacked up. We're all jacked up. And any time that you're foolish enough to listen to somebody that talk about somebody else, Know for sure that that's the enemy. That's the one that's the problem. Is the, They say a dog that bring a bone or carry a bone. The dog that carry a bone will bring a bone will carry one too. In other words, when it get a bone on you, guess what? Oh. And it's, That's what a dog would do. A dog a dig up. Yes, it will. A dog can dig a hole and take that bone that it got on you and bury it until time for it to go back and snip it up again. And then that sucker, he'll dig it up, put it in his mouth, and say, look here. That's what a, see, that's what we're up against. That's why you got to watch yourself and who you deal with and what you say to folk and where you go. That I, I'm dead serious. I'm serious. I'm serious, because we're doing ourselves a great disfavor. You see, God wants us to grow in grace. But here's what we're doing. We're allowing ourselves, when God wants to do great things for us, we're sabotaging. We are suicide bombers. We will blow ourselves up just to try to kill somebody. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me this month. Y'all don't want to talk to me this month. We'll kill ourselves just to try to blow somebody else up and kill our own crazy self. Now you tell me. Talk to me. You tell me about us. I'm talking about man now. We got a problem, though. But guess what? We also got a problem solving. 
But here's the thing. We don't want to go to school and learn how to deal with this. We don't, want, we, don't, we, don't know, we don't want to go to school and learn how to, how, how to handle the problem, how to solve the problem. So what do we do? We try to take shortcuts. And when we take shortcuts, our feelings get in the way. And when our feelings get in the way, then here come that suicide bomber. I know I'm talking to you. I ain't the only suicide bomber in the house. I got wounds all over me. All, if if y'all could see the wounds on me. But I guess what? You got some on you too. So the word of God, it tells us here that in, uh, in, 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 in uh, 128, that blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walks in his way. But look at here in 130, verse 3. 130, verse 3, look at it. 130, verse 3 tells us, If thou, Lord, should mark iniquities. Boy, thank you, Jesus. Lord, oh Lord, who would be able, who is it that would be able to stand? Tell me. Which one of us? If the Lord marked iniquity, you tell me. Is there anybody in here that would be able to stand if the Lord marked our iniquities? None of us. Not one. So the house of God is for us to come together and learn what it is that we're doing right and what it is that we're doing wrong. And accept what we're doing wrong and be willing enough to allow God, I say allow God to change it. Because if you try to do it yourself, you're going to mess it up every time. Didn't the Bible say, blessed is everyone that fears the Lord? If you fear the Lord and allow him to do it, then you will bow down in adoration to him. You will kneel. You will be blessed, in other words. And when you kneel to God, guess what? You bless yourself. Let's look at verse 31, 131. I mean, chapter 131 of Psalms. We're going to give an example here of David here in a minute. But, but I want to read this because this is one of David's uh, uh, songs. It's a song of degree of David. Of David's on a mission. And David is who? The soul that is saved and sanctified by God. And we're on a mission, right? Okay. We're royal. We're kingship. It says here, Lord, I'm coming out of Psalms 131. It says, Lord, verse 1, my heart, my heart is not haughty, nor mine eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Know your limitation. Stay out the cockpit if you don't know how to fly that plane. Whatever the situation is, know where you belong and where you don't belong in situations, okay? Now, the Word of God says here, that my heart is not haughty, my eyes aren't lofty, neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Watch this. In Genesis 3, verse 6 through 9, I want you to go there with me. There are three things that will take a human being down. Been doing it from the beginning. 3, verse 6 through 9. Tell me when you get there. 
Look here. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and I'm not going to go into a long thing about what the woman did, but the woman is your inner sanctuary because the woman came out of the man. Okay? So, let's look at this on a spiritual level. When we see the word woman, we mean that the word woman means that man is still in existence. How? Through the woman. Through her. Because without that vessel to bring it out, then man would not continue to exist. So through this woman, man is still in existence, okay? So, and the woman saw, watch what she's looking at, saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the flesh. There's three things that'll take you down. The lust of the flesh, the tree was good for food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, okay? And a tree to be desired to make one wise, pride of life. She took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave it to her husband with her and did eat it. Here's what happened. Within ourselves is this inner reality of the man. That's the inner spiritual place of a man called the woman. Remember, she came out of him and still the two became one. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. He put Adam to sleep. He took the woman out of Adam. So she was in Adam. And she still is. Now, God got a way of doing things. It says that there are three things here that will destroy a man. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Now, and the eyes of them, when they ate of it, verse 7, both were open. And they knew that they were naked. Mm -hmm. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Now here's what we do. When we see it, we put on this charade called the fig tree. We try to fool God into thinking that we're still pure. So we put these fig leaves as aprons around us. Because the fig leaf represents purity. So we're trying to con God and saying, to God, instead of confessing our sin to the Lord and saying, Lord, I, I need a little help here. What we do is we put on a charade and we put these fig leaves around us like we got it all going on. You know how church folk do. But God will bust you out. How many of y'all know that? That God will bring it on to the forefront. I mean, you know what now? Come on, be real with me now. Be real up in here. Be real with me up in here now. Don't come up in here playing with me. Be real. This is not a place where we judge. This is a place where we teach us about how not to be judged by God. This is a place where we try to get this thing together. Now, watch what God does when we're faking the phone. We got these aprons on us. Like we got it all right. We done sold these fig leaves and the leaves are for the healing of the nations, remember? But they ain't real, they fake. They fake. I recall when Jesus was hungry and he was going from Bethany into Jerusalem, I believe, and, and, and he saw the fig tree from afar and he thought that some fruit was on it because some fruit should have been on it. It had leaves. But when he got closer to it and he didn't see no fruit on it, it kind of turned him off. 
So he cursed the tree. So you ain't going to never produce nothing. Well, old Peter and them and all them were with him, they probably figured that, well, ain't nothing happened to the tree. He talked to the tree, but ain't nothing happened to it. But oh, on that next day, when they went by the same way, the old tree dead. See, God can speak a word and get you later with it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I say God can speak a word and get you later with it. See, see, so God said, now, I'm going to speak to you in your prosperity. But if you don't listen now, I'm going to put something on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it says here that in verse 8, Genesis 3, verse 8, it said, and they heard the voice of the Lord. Look what he was doing. The Lord God, he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Now the garden is your soul. Notice where God is walking at. In you. The garden of Eden is the soul that is in the delight of God. The word Eden is delight. That's where he placed us. He placed our soul in his delight. Did he not? we sinned and went our own way. Now, it's all chaos. It's chaotic because, remember, those of us who fear the Lord are the ones who are going to be blessed. And the Bible says that to be blessed means to kneel in adoration to him. Okay? Remember now. Don't try to do it no other way because it ain't going to work. It's not going to work. So, God is walking in the garden. In the cool of the day. That word cool of the day means that he was walking in us in the spirit that is required of us. So God, what God does is there is a requirement that God has for us. And during that session, God was walking within them. And he was wanting to commune with them because he was walking in that cool of the day or that time that the spirit was in that position where man is required to hear what it had to say and not only that but also be doing what the spirit had said for them to do okay so the cool of the day is the spirit of that which is required of you. But they hadn't did what was required. See, it was required that they don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was required of them. So God, he comes looking because he wants to commune with them on pure basis. He seen them. He already know what they done did. But he asked this question. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Well, they hadn't been hiding. So here's what we do. We screw up and then we try to make concessions by hiding among the trees or the different perceptions. You see, them trees represent our perceptions here. You know, and what we do is we try to hide over here and say, well, you know, if the devil hadn't, or if this hadn't happened, or if that hadn't happened, we always blame something else. That's hiding among the trees of the garden. You see, we try to find a place where we can hide because of our experiences that we brought upon ourselves, okay? Now, 
God's word goes on and says here that they tried to hide themselves. But look here. And the Lord called unto Adam hmm, and said unto him, Where art thou? Now God knew where he was. But what God was doing was God was asking him, Adam, do you know where you are? Where are you, Adam? Have you ever asked yourself? You know, have you ever heard Lord ask, have, have you ever, whatever happened to me? Yeah. The Bible says in Revelation 2, 5, return to your first love. Where, from where you have fallen. Where are you? If you're in a fallen state right now this morning, don't worry about that. Just get up. Don't be tripping. Where are you this morning? Ask yourself. If you're in a fallen state this morning, just get up. Repent and get to moving. Don't sit there and wallow in that yesterday's mess. Because you can't do nothing about that. That's done. The only thing that you can do about that is learn from it and try not to do it again. That's the only thing you can do about taking a loss. You have to take it. Look at Proverbs 16, 18. It says, now, 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 David says that my heart is not haughty. The Bible says that a pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Ain't that what it says there in Proverbs 16, 18? Haughty spirit. Can I teach y'all something in moment? Go over here to 2 Samuel 12, 2. Let me show you this. Now, this is David. After David had learned, all right? Hear me good. This is David over here in Psalms 131. After he had learned, okay? Now, how many of y'all know that in the process of learning, there's going to be some suffering involved? How many of you know that? Gonna be some suffering involved. And it's not gonna be because God put the suffering on, it's gonna be because you put it on yourself. Watch David. Bible says that the things are written are written aforetime for our learning so that we might have comfort and hope through the scripture. So whatever is written is for our comfort and for our hope. Because in other words, when you think you're the only one that's done did it, look in the book. You'll find the book is full of your heroes that been a straight up fool. But we kill each other because we see each other. But we revere these, and they were worse than any else could ever be. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me then, Mom, because I'm going to bust it wide open. I'm going to let you know right up, straight up. If you knew David, you would hate him as a man of God. You wouldn't be able to stand him because I can hear you now. Oh, you know he killed Uriah. He took his wife. You would never let him Live that down. Why can't we just understand that it ain't about how many people or how much money you got or what position you got. It ain't about none of that. It's about where your heart is with God. What are you doing with this thing in your private ministry? You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you something. Getting involved with all this other stuff will put you in a competitive Position, And the worst thing that the church can do, and one of the greatest downfalls of the church, is that they've allowed themselves to be competitive with one another. 
and the Bible says that no man should measure himself with himself or with others and compare himself among themselves because he said that the ones that do that ain't wise. But that's exactly what we do. Who got the biggest church? Who got the biggest country? Who cares? You take care of what God has given you. You you take care of what God has given you. A tree known by the fruit it bears. So if your fruit is rotten, listen to me, then straighten it up so they can start producing the right fruit. Don't come talk about you saved and you're still producing rotten fruit. Because the book says, I'm telling you what the book says, that a tree is known by the fruit it bears. It says let him be still still no more. It says don't let the sun go down on your anger. It says a whole lot of things in there about how we're supposed to live with each other. Well, we better get to living like that and stop acting a fool. Yes. 